FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to Faux Mondays, the snackable companion to FOMO Sapiens. We will of course be back on Thursday with another fantastic episode. But until then, happy Faux Mondays, best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now my guest on Thursday is venture capitalist, entrepreneur, author, future TV celeb, current TV celeb, because he was on two seasons of Shark Tank as a guest shark, Matt Higgins. And he has this new book out. It's called Burn the Boat. And it's about this notion of back in the old day, I mean, way back, and I'm sure it happens today too, but they'd send these soldiers into battle and they would say, when you get to the other side of the river, burn the boat, you're not coming back, you got to win, which is which is intense. Like I, I would be completely terrified to be honest with you, if somebody burned the boat. But Matt explains how you can take that mindset and actually use it to succeed, to commit, to win. And we have a great conversation. He's a really interesting guy, amazing personal story, just a really good interview. So you're going to like that. I think that there's a lot in that for everybody because right now it's getting a little crazy out there. It's getting a little crazy. And so in the lead up to that, I wanted to talk about what the heck happened at Silicon Valley Bank how to think about it, because I have been thinking about it. This happened a little while ago now, so you know we've had some time to digest. But wow, I just want to focus on you know kind of what happened there and what one can you know sort of take from that and think about from that because I just I found it totally shocking, flabbergasting, right? And there was a lot of phoblo. Now this is a term. Somebody tried to convince me it was the next FOMO, FOBLO, fear of being last out, and meaning like when you're trying to take your money out of the bank, it's true. You don't want to be the last one, and that's why you had a bank run, but really it's FOMO because it's fear of missing out on that opportunity to take the money out. And it was, you know, when we think about FOMO, as you know, FOMO consists of two things. It's an aspirational desire for better combined with a desire to be part of the crowd. And here the herd, the power of the herd, wanting to be part of that herd, stampeding out, that was what drove a lot of this because people started whispering these sort of, you know, VC funds and, you know, these people who are supposed to know better started telling everybody, hey, this thing is going to blow up get your money out. And then that was it. The FOMO started. The panic started. First word in FOMO, F, that stands for fear. There you go. And as I watched this thing, I mean, I just, I was a bit in shock because you just, you know, first of all, that people work at this company. And in fact, I had had, I had a dinner and one of the people I met at the dinner worked at Silicon Valley Bank. And I said, like, this was two weeks before everything went down. So I remember at the time saying, wow, that's great. What a great place to work. And when the bank, that Thursday night, when the bank started to kind of teeter, 
I wrote this person and I said, hey, just checking in, hope things are okay. And they wrote back, oh, we think it's kind of an overreaction. And I wrote back, you know, markets can be very irrational. Let's hope things get better. But at the time I was really thinking, hmm, can you put the cat inside of the bag? Because once, again, once there's blood in the water, people are running, they're freaking out. You know, you've seen Jaws, or if you haven't, you know, you know the concept. Like one person is in there, they see the shark, they scream, and then everybody's running and there's a stampede, people get hurt. I mean, this happens all the time in real life, right? And so that is what happened. So number one, I just feel bad. I feel bad about this because Silicon Valley Bank was a very important member of this startup ecosystem. They sponsored a gazillion events. They helped entrepreneurs. They were great. And yeah, I mean, they messed up, but that doesn't negate all of the good that was done over the years. I've been to a gazillion SVB events. I know people that work there. They're good people. So it's just a bummer. It's I feel bad for these people. It also reminds me so much of 2008 when I worked at AIG. So I know what it feels like to have your company blow up. I was having flashbacks. I was on Twitter. I decided I was going to talk about it on Twitter, which I don't know why I did that. But I just felt, I guess felt like I had the experience that was relevant in this situation. And I wanted to share it because I saw this and the fears of contagion and all the other banks going down. And you want to be on your Bloomberg website or be on CNBC all day long. And I have friends that work also at First Republic and some other banks and just like thinking about them and checking in with them. And they're not writing you back because they're freaking out and they're hidden under their desk and just, oh my goodness. It was nuts. But the thing was, like, 2008, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. But this is like, you know, the internet now is even more woven in our lives. So you have a whole bank run that sort of happens over WhatsApp groups and then digital banking. And so it's just like the speed of this whole thing was nuts. So fast, so crazy. And it's a bummer because, you know, again, the bank had issues. And so I'm not here to say, you know, if you want to read more about this, whole situation. We're not going to get into it here because it's been discussed. But, you know, this is it's a it's a bummer because this is a really important institution, really supported startups and you know, it's it's gone and and it was such a special place that helped so many startups. It is not going to be easy to replace them. Now, I do want to talk about one more thing before I get into my my advice to you, which is that this thing reminded me why I care about Twitter, why I love Twitter. And I don't like Twitter anymore. For I never liked, who likes Twitter? It's so negative. But just Twitter felt, it felt like it was all happening on Twitter. It was crazy as you had lots of entrepreneurs who were getting into their own personal details, telling you their stories. But then as much as I loved hearing about it and feeling like I was in the flow of information, then I was reminded why I hate Twitter because people would put stuff and then everybody just piled on them. It was just like a hate fest. And so it was weird too to see like, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a journalist about was the the 2008 crisis conducted over social media? I mean, a little bit, but not like this. This thing was all on the social media. It was all Twitter. It was all, I guess, maybe Instagram in some places, not so much, really Twitter. And just the, the impact of that, but also the ways that people got canceled or mini canceled, just all the drama and the hate and everybody's yelling at each other. It just, I had to leave it. But for a couple of days there, I was living on Twitter and I hated myself for it, but I loved it. All right, we will come back in a second and I will tell you what I think you need to do to protect yourself and operate in the environment going forward. FOMO. Quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, we're back. We're talking about how to think about all the Silicon Valley bank stuff. And Signature Bank obviously went down, but that's less. I mean, that's crypto. Not that surprising somehow. <laughs> no, it's mean. But anyway, Silicon Valley Bank was, for me, a little bit more intense. And then all the regional banks do. And this is not just a you know Silicon Valley story or a startup story. It's a global story. I was talking to friends all over the place who were affected. And it was kind of crazy. So what can one do to protect oneself and operate in this environment? Well, I have just five things for you this week. Five things. Number one, diversify. I'm talking diversify many different ways. Diversify where you keep your cash, right? Diversify how you invest that cash, Think about that right now. Just go back and look at your portfolio. Talk to your advisor. Just make sure you are diversified into different things because being concentrated on the eve of a potential financial crisis in any way possible is not what you want. Buy some gold. Maybe get a little crypto if that's your thing. Put some money in cash. Spread it around. Just, just be diversified, please. I did not do that. I mean, when I got blown up in 2008 at AIG. I had stock in AIG. All my money was in my funds there. I had investments in our PE fund. It was, my job was there. It was just a very intense concentration in one company. Did not let me sleep at night. So diversify. I've been so diversified ever since and it's paid off. So just do the same. Number two, cut costs. Whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you're just a human being on the planet earth, be smart with your money right now. 
you know, it's crazy too. Like I was telling somebody recently, you know, living in New York, but this is everywhere. You go out to dinner and I'm getting sticker shock. Like I'm going to restaurants that I had been to in the past where I was sort of like, didn't really think about the cost too much. And I look at the the menu and I'm sort of like, should I stay here? So things are expensive. It's crazy out there. And this is not just a US phenomenon, it's everywhere. But think about ways to cut costs. For example, you know one easy way? Get rid of all those recurring things on your credit card. I mean, not all of them, obviously, but if there are things that you're not even using that are charging you, cancel them. Because guess what? You save everything you save in a month times 12, obviously. Uh, take up a new hobby called cooking. I swear to God, it's just like you save so much money cooking. It's just insane. Have your friends over, right? Instead of cooking. Think about just the amount of things you consume. And also what you have in your house that you can get rid of, you could sell. Use your points. All of us have points on airlines and you know credit cards and stuff. Use those points. And then be smart about it. There's a million ways. Just do not spend without being mindful because it's just helpful to have a little more cushion when things get a little rough. Number three, look after the people who are in the center of this. So if you know people who work at these companies or are exposed, be nice, check in on them. They may not write you back. When AIG was blown up, I don't want to talk to anybody but I did appreciate the calls. That's why I still reach out to people. I don't hear back all the time, but I just want them to know that if they need somebody to talk to, I am there. Because the worst thing you can do when you're in financial crisis is clam up and start to catastrophize, right? So you're like working at one of these companies and then all of a sudden you're imagining what it's gonna be like to lose everything, which probably will not happen, by the way. Probably will not happen. Obviously, you're taking a big hit, but having people around you and talking to them will help you to manage the emotional strain of these times. Number four, look for opportunity. Just like you're diversifying, think about where the crisis may create opportunity because, you know, there's that old famous quote. We talked about this recently on an episode, and I'm blanking on when, but it's sort of like never waste a crisis. So there will be opportunity and the people who are even-headed, level-headed, thoughtful, have capital, they're going to make a lot of money. They're going to be very, very successful. The people who are freaking out, not so much. So if you can spin up an opportunity, keep your eyes open. And finally, this is, oh, this is a good one. This, is, this came to me the other day. I was thinking about the weirdness. Uh, I have a couple things going on in my business affairs that are weird, people who, um, you know, I worked with in the past who, you know, are acting strangely, doing things that aren't very nice. And it reminded me so much of 2008 because in 2008, I remember when the market peaked and then it started to decline, bad actors came out because people get desperate and you never know what's quite happening in people's lives, but people start acting strangely because they're freaking out. Maybe they're in financial distress or some other kind of distress and they start to do bad things. And so you see people that you thought you knew acting in a very bad way. It's very upsetting. And so I have realized that that's about to happen again, just because a couple things that I have spotted out there. 
And, you know, there's just all these like fraudulent people and the Sam Bankman Freeds and just like all the charlatans. And it's a classic like Warren Buffett. When the tie goes out, you see who's wearing the bathing suit. So people are going to be behaving badly. So you should just be aware. Eyes in the back of your head, peripheral vision, watch the people around you, not in a weird, paranoid, freaky way. But just keep an eye on stuff because you may see that people that you thought were on your team or you could trust, they are, for different reasons, they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And you want to know so you can nip that in the bud because if you get into situations where they really can do damage, then, oh, man, then you're in lawsuit territory and that's just nobody wants that. All right. Here's my five. Once again, diversify, cut costs. Number three. Check in on people who are in these difficult positions. Number four, look for opportunity. And finally, keep your eyes open. Watch around the corners and see if people are behaving themselves. All right, that's my hot take. You might have one as well. I'm sure you do. Feel free to share any thoughts, ideas, differences of opinion with me at Twitter at PJ McGinnis and on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis. All right, everybody, we will be back on Thursday with Matt Higgins. But until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.